Do started. Okay. What's going on, guys? We're back with another episode of the Coast to Coast podcast. We're doing an on-air edition where we bring on some homies, supporters of the show. And finally, finally, my brother, my homie, he's been asking me. We've been at multiple parties. Like, when am I going to get on the pod? You're here on the pod. I finally got you, bro. I told you, just trust the process. You're going to be on it. We're going to talk some hoops. And that's what we're doing. How you let's doing, go. Let's go. Yes, sir. Thanks again for having me on, man. Yee. Thanks again, bro. Love it. Love what you're doing, man. Shout out to the other boys on the podcast, too. Don't know them too well, but shout out to them as well. You guys are doing some good stuff, man. Yeah, thank you, man. All right, well, we'll just jump right into it. We're going to start off, uh, you know, we're talking hoops. Um, you know, we're just going to go, you know, through our favorite, you know, trade deadline topics, second half of the season topics. And we're going to start with the Eastern Conference, which is super, super close right now. And really, like, the whole conference is, like, a lot better than the last couple of years. But it's really up in the air right now. The East, the you know, the top ten seeds are separated by eight games. The Hawks are at the ten seed; they're eight games back of the Bulls and the Heat, who are both tied for, um, who are both tied for the one seed right now. It's very, yep. very close. But the first, the first two teams we want to talk about are the Sixers and the Nets, who we think really, really need to go through with this trade. They need been... to. They need to, bro. It, it's about time because it's like. It's been long overdue. We've been talking about it for what, like a year, year and a half now, something like that. And like, even when like Harden was on the Rockets, we were even talking about like a Ben Simmons package. Like, I don't even know if you remember that. I remember that. No, I do. I was was on board with just the Rockets taking Simmons because like that was the best young asset they were going to get. Like, I don't know. I mean, they did get the four picks, but I mean, what what did that turn into? I mean, we don't know much yet, but I mean, so far they traded Levert for Oladipo and then traded Oladipo for... And they didn't even end up with Jared Allen, who we'll get to later yeah. in the video. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. That, that's a big... That I like him. He's awesome. No, I'm with you 100%. I was all on board for, like, you know, what Harden was going to force his way out. If I was Philly, I would... You know, I would have traded Simmons when he's, you know, uh, still actually playing and then traded Maxi at that point. You were able to trade Harden for Simmons. Yeah. Like at that and, point. And probably throwing Maxi, who now Maxi's probably worth more than Simmons because he's been balling on the Sixers. He's been playing really, really for well. Sure. And he's I worth mean, way more than he was. Is, is valuable. And he's been a playmaker for them since Ben Simmons is out. I mean, I can't think of another creator on their offense other than Maxi. I mean, he's been the one kind of facilitating the offense, kind of putting Embiid on the giving them ball in the high post and letting Embiid work. I mean, or, you know, that's what I like, you know, just how the Sixers are able to kind of stay afloat without Simmons, but, you know, they need to make that trade. But I mean, let's say they can't go for Harden. I mean, I'm trying to think of other packages they can maybe get for like a Simmons, Thibel, and Maxi. Like I'm trying to think of other teams that can maybe like want to go for that. Maybe like the Timberwolves or something. Maybe like I got another one for get you. A, maybe get like a D-Lo package. Dame. <laughs> let's talk about Dame. I think Dame would be a consolation prize if they don't get Harden. And I think that would be another player that fit really well with Embiid. Also, I mean, that that would be fantastic. I mean, Lillard is just not vibing in Portland. I mean, they're – Portland as a franchise is not vibing. 
I mean, they literally traded Covington and Powell, which the Clippers great addition for the Clippers, in my opinion, for yeah, nothing. Okay. And you know, I mean, well, they the reason why they traded Powell is because they had a long term contract with him, and Covington I think is on a expiring contract, so they got a lot mm-hmm. of money off the books, which is fantastic for them but i mean if you're getting a lot of money off your books that means you're hoping to sign someone but i don't really think someone's going to be wanting to sign to trailblazers which means you're going to be having to sign kind of subpar players to bigger contracts like yeah you got to overpay with norman powell exactly and you know now they're gonna have to probably commit to uh Anthony Simons, um, since uh, they're probably going to have to really trade well. Damian Lillard. Really well. He's been playing really well. But, um, I mean, it's just the Sixers need to make a move. They, they need to get Lillard. They need to get Harden. Or, honestly, if they can finagle a way to get uh, Beal, Bradley Beal. Exactly. Exactly. Like, and it's really can, like – Yep. It's, it's really like, like Embiid they need, needs – a guy, sorry, I don't, I didn't mean to cut you off real quick. No, 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 I'm just saying, ahead, Embiid. I think what we're getting at here is Embiid has, has been having a monster, monster season, and needs like he's been playing so well that he needs to be paired yeah. with someone that is just on par with him in terms of scoring. Sure. Someone that has that outside game and be perfect, yeah. like a Beal, Lillard, exactly. Harden, someone like that that pairs with him, and you can't double either of them. That it would be a perfect pairing because Embiid is having that, you know, such a great season. But let's talk about the Nets. Real quick, like yeah. the Nets, how are the Nets going to look, you know, on the other side of this trade? Because I think we both agree, Simmons, Maxi, I think that is a plus for the Nets. If, if Simmons well, is going to end up That playing. is a huge plus. I mean, in my opinion, I think Simmons is just – this is not a knock on Simmons at all. I think he's a souped-up Draymond Green, in my, in my opinion. He's like a younger, more athletic, just Draymond Green. He's just – he doesn't no, shoot I, that I well. I, I, I was mean, high like on Ben he, Simmons before he, you know, blew that layup against the Hawks. Like, but <laughs> same. I mean, I, I've, I've never called Ben Simmons a shitty player. I, I mean, I have called him a maybe not great offensive player, but it's only because yeah. he he makes such a difference on the defensive end and also playmaking as well. I mean, like he does everything well except for shooting the ball. And that's just yep. what sucks about Simmons because, I mean, I really hope right now he's shooting hoops right now, getting hyped, and hopefully he's going to get traded and have a monster season because that's all actually how what – that's sorry, that's what I think is going to happen. I think he's going to have a monster season wherever he goes, whenever he plays. He's going to have a monster season. <clears throat> he's going to show people why he was drafted number one overall and all that shit. Like, he – was rightfully so taken number one overall and just because you have that talent and don't have one little asset to yourself um and having shooting ability even though that's really important in today's game you know especially having a really guard heavy league with Steph Lillard Kyrie Irving everyone wanting to shoot the ball you know everyone wanting to create a shot everyone you know needing a shoot a three and you know, kind of limiting mid-range shots and everything and wanting it to stretch the floor. But Simmons can make a difference, especially on the Nets. Because especially the Nets on the Nets. 
They need defense, defense. They need rebounding. They need someone to alleviate defensive pressure from KD, who's going to be coming back from a pretty bad injury. That's, and someone that was playing the biggest a ton point. of minutes that's the and was being point. their defense that's the biggest anchor. point. Yeah. Boom. That's I mean, the biggest I mean, point. He could be the, de- the biggest defensive anchor if Ben Simmons would be traded to the Nets would be Ben Simmons. He would be the anchor of that defense because re- alleviating um, – Kevin Durant of some defensive duties, um, allowing um, Claxton to be more of like, just like a rim protector instead of just like trying to like guard the best big man. Cause that's hard. You know, it's hard to guard the best big man and try to be a rim protector and do everything and rebound. So students can help out with that, you know, help with the subpar centers that they have on the team and playmake he you know i mean with harden leaving that team they're going to be losing a lot of playmaking so having simmons come in being able to handle the ball while Kyrie can actually still be in the shooting guard position because if you remember yeah he plays best as a natural shooting guard he even said harden you're the point guard like that's what he said harden you're the point guard yeah ben simmons will probably be the point guard even though he plays a power four can guard one through five he will probably be being the facilitator of that offense with Kyrie Irving being off ball you know having Joe Harris off the ball Kevin Durant and then you know let's say you have either the Marcus Aldridge Claxton or Blake Griffin that's what you have that's that's what but I mean that's you probably honestly have Aldridge in to stretch the floor in my opinion but I mean I don't know that that's what or they have, a, they have a decent ball. rotation of big men. Yeah, they unless have the guys go, that are going to give up fouls. Small ball and put like Patty Mills in, like Patty Mills, um, Kyrie Irving, Joe Harris, Kevin Durant, and Simmons. That's a lot of shooting around Simmons, which is exactly what we've been saying about him. That he just needs shooting around him. I mean, we've never, we haven't really seen that yet. That know? would be three tons of shooting, bro. Yeah, Mills, Mills, Kyrie, KD, and uh, Harris. All, all four of those guys, all four valid, very valid shooters. We've, we haven't seen that yet. We've, we've all, you know, I think Ben Simmons, truthers, you know, we've wanted to see, like, you know, the the max, you know, elite version of him. Is yeah. We want to see him with surrounded yeah. by shooters. Of course. And that, of lineup, course. that lineup would be crazy. Um, I, I hope. I hope it works out. The Nets, you know, we've learned this year, they're, they're a bunch of what-ifs. You know, I think the Nets, they have a lot of potential, but it, there's a lot of question marks on whether they're going to reach or not. And this is another wrinkle in that. We're, we're not even of sure you know, if Simmons is going to play for them. Who knows? But I think hypothetically, if he ends up playing and if they were able to get Maxi in there too, then I'd, I'd really think the Nets would be more dangerous because they'd have a little bit more depth, a depth, a little bit more versatility. Depth, yeah, Maxi could come off the bench, be a good piece off the bench, be a little spark, you know, a good six man for sure. Exactly. But, and then I on mean, the Sixers, you know, you got two, you know, high caliber offensive players that, you know, Harden could be able to hide on defense because you haven't, you could funnel everything in then beat. You have Matisse Stiebel, you have Harris, who's a solid defender, and you have these other, you know, a lot of other solid role guys, you know, Curry hitting threes. Like, that would be really good for yeah. them too because we haven't seen Embiid paired with a guy that, you know, matches his skill set. Of um, course. Because, yeah. you know, obviously Embiid, Simmons, they weren't. They're, they're a good duo, but they, they just didn't really of fit course. play style-wise. So I really want to see also that. Have, but we also have teams nipping at those teams, you know, heels, you know, the Bulls, the uh, – I mean, 
nipping at these teams. Like, so the Cavs, the Hornets, you know, these young teams are going to be nipping at, you know, the Bulls, the Nets, the Sixers, you know, the eventually, Bucks. honestly, I actually think hopefully, yeah, the Bucks. why am I leaving out the Bucks, bro? Giannis, the finals MVP, the Heat, they're going to have a really good second half season because Bam Adebayo was out for probably about like 35, 40% of the season. And yeah. he's going to have fresh legs. Yep. He's going to have fresh legs, bro. No, um, man, I believe in Bam Adebayo. Giant, I believe bro. in Bam Adebayo. I believe in Kyle Lowry. And I believe in Jimmy Butler. And also, sneaky. They have Victor Oladipo, bro. I don't know when he's coming back. I don't know what he's going to look like, but... If they can get anything from him, that will be a plus. That's Victor Oladipo, and you still have Tyler Hero coming off the bench. Victor Oladipo actually might cause struggle because now that I think about it, they have a lot of, like, wing depth. They have a lot of um, shooters, like um, Duncan Robinson, Tyler Hero. They have Victor Oladipo. Yeah, they have Vincent. Yeah, Strauss, and yeah, he's been going off too. Yeah, yeah. Um, they have a lot of young players now coming in and kind of stepping up for them. But that's what the Heat are, though. That's it's like that's what the, culture. the Heat are. The Heat are what the Knicks try to be. <laughs> <laughs> they got more the skill. They, they are got what more the skill. Knicks try to be. Like that's yeah, that's how they got more offense. Exactly. Well, let's get into another team that we alluded to. You know, we talked about the Heat. Let's get into the Cavs, who, you know, are super, super young. But they're balling. I mean, they're Uh, right there atop the East. They are currently the third seed. They're a game and a half back of the one seed. You know, this is a team that I think we all, you know, kind of liked coming in. But we know I don't really think anyone expected them to be this good. And the Cavs right now, they're sitting, you know, like we said, they're in a really good spot. Um, But they still have a little bit more to do to really grow into, you know, potentially, you know, a championship right. contender. I think they have that potential with Mobley. You know, Garland's hurt right now, but you know, he's going to be coming back. Jared Allen, you know, who was a throwaway in that James Harden trade, and they got him, you know, two yeah. massive rim protectors. So I'll ask you this, you know, what do what do the Cavs need to do to really solidify themselves as a, like a legit, legit contender, potentially even right now? Because I think we all feel like in the coming, you know, two, three, four years that they'll, they'll get there. But honestly, it, like we said, the East is wide open, and they yeah. can you know maybe get there right now if they make a smart move. No, no, for what sure, do, for what do you sure. Want them to do? So I mean, I'm really wanting them to kind of not strip their guard depth, but I do want them to trade one, if not two, of their guards and maybe a center because. They have kind of a little excess pieces in some really important places in today's league, being the center position and also the wing position, specifically the point guard. They have really good players, Rubio, Colin Sexton, obviously Garland, obviously um, Evan Mobley, obviously Jared Allen. But, I mean, I think players, they should maybe look into venturing, maybe packaging into a deal or maybe trying to, get some value for to maybe make a push to stay in maybe not necessarily the top three where they're at right now, which is sick, but maybe definitely stay within the home court advantage. I see them maybe finishing yeah. around maybe four. If yeah, they want to solidify, the four, if they want to solidify, advantage. like if they want to solidify, like maybe like making a push and yeah. playoffs, they need 
home court for at least the first round because they're going to be going up against the tough opponent because if they're in the in the four seed they're probably going to be playing brooklyn or philly that's a tough ass first that's, round that's matchup. My, that that's 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 my thing so i mean you're really trying to if anything you want to be in that you want to stay in that third seed if you are um um cleveland sorry because then at that point you have someone like the toronto raptors that stay as hot as they've been with scotty barnes and pascal siakam and dude they got lightning in a bottle bro they're they're nice dude but the raptors can make a push and maybe get out of the playing tournament which they're in right now and honestly this is because and we're probably gonna get into them next but i i love this team i think the hornets are gonna have a great second half of the season um but uh, maybe like Charlotte Hornets pushing into the seventh seed and um, trying to push for a little six seed. That would be really tough for them, them sitting in the ninth seed. But they have a lot of they have a lot of pieces that are really attractive for teams that could be yeah. um, up for grabs for playoff teams. You know, buyers like wanting to pay for Rozier or maybe Oubre. I like those two players because, I mean, Rozier, he is for sure a starting point guard on that team. Um, for sure. He, he sounds as the crowds, bro. Scary Terry, man. I mean, who wouldn't want him? And also trading him would allow LaMelo Ball to continue to develop, become the all-star that he is, become the triple-double threat that he is, just Lamelo is just amazing. I kind of put him. I put Lamelo kind of like maybe like a notch or two under Luka Doncic. Like I, I really, I'm, uh, I'm really I high. Has, I'm really yeah. high on Lamelo Ball, bro. He is something special, bro. But I, um, that's why I'm saying you need to get some pieces and maybe even some cap room to finagle with. Like I said earlier, that word again. Um, to maybe sign some players for LaMelo Ball because honestly the Hornets are actually kind of not bad of a franchise. I mean, dude, Michael Jordan's the owner. Um, <laughs> LaMelo Ball's the star. I mean, bro, who wouldn't they want got to be with Michael Jordan and LaMelo Ball, man? I mean, I'm yeah. just saying, bro, that seems pretty spicy, man. The Hornets can definitely um, be something special if they kind of make some good moves, but I mean, they need to trade for a center that's their main thing because i mean i don't think mason plumley cuts it for them i mean it's just it was a good pickup but i mean i don't no uh, yeah not, i agree okay with the Cavs and the hornets you you already mentioned it the hornets they need a center and the Cavs. i think what they really need you said you already alluded to it they got you know a good group of guards i think you know i i'm pro colin sexton i really like him as a player but i'm anti sexton and garland uh together yeah, i don't really think same. they fit Me as too. a backcourt i think i think they're I like agree. a they're like a you know a light version of cj and dame where yeah it's a lot of offense but you know you know you give up a lot on defense i think getting rid of sexton and potentially rubio you know both or one of them you could really get you know what they really need back is you know either another score you know like a karis Levert, eric they Gordon need type they need like it's off the bench 
or another wing. They need like another three and D wing, you know, like a, a better version of maybe like an Isaac Okoro while he's still developing. You know? they, I think that's really need, what they need right now. Oh man, dude. I mean, this wouldn't do any good for them this season, really. Whatever. But I mean, like a player that would fit really good on the Cavs right now. And there's no way I can't really think of a scenario on like how this would end up happening because this is just like a player that would fit really good on the Cavs but a Tobias Harris like player on the Cavs bro like yeah they, a, big, a big 3 and D wing defense like not like just 3 and D but like Harris can make a shot man he can like pull up hit a mid-range KD like shot bro I'm like dang bro he made that like there's many hey. times where I see Tobias Harris do that and if he's on a team like the Cavs he would be getting a lot of offensive attention because he would be the best offensive scorer on that team. And he wouldn't be in that scenario. He's never really been that type of scenario except for being on the Pistons. Maybe the Clippers. Maybe the Clippers. Um, I kind of like Lou Will as the primary scorer on that team. That's why I'm not saying on the Clippers, but definitely the Pistons. Um, Tobias Harris just, He's has he hasn't had the right setting to just go off like offense. Yeah, but to be fair, if Tobias Harris is your best player to go off, how good is your team going to be? You know. But yeah, of course. But I mean, he's a good compliment. With the Cavs, how how they are right now, I mean, like that's why I said wouldn't change all too much. Like to them, it would just be a really good piece because I mean, like they just have sometimes trouble like having that wing player that can score because that's no, where they I got someone for you, bro. I got someone for you. This is someone that would have fit the timeline. He would have been able to develop with them who just got mm-hmm. traded for, for nothing, for pennies that the Cavs easily could have gotten. Cam Reddish. I wanted Cam wow. Reddish yeah. on the Cavs yeah. so bad. Yeah. It's exactly they need a, a, a 3 and D You're defensive right. guy that can also, you know, create offense yeah. for himself. It would have been perfect. Yeah. He fits their, like I said, fits their You're timeline because right. they're really young. But it's a, you know, it sucks they didn't make well, that trade. I, I really also, would have, I mean, really would love that. The Cavs are probably going to trade Kevin Love too. I mean, even though he's doing really good for them, his contract is a, he's worth his a lot of money though. Pretty large, but I mean, uh, honestly, he has been good though. Is, shout out to Kevin Love. He has been only, very good this, this season. Exact shout out to him. Uh, this is the only scenario I see the Cavs probably maybe like buying him out or something so we can go play with like the Lakers or Clippers. Those are like my two destinations because maybe not so much the Lakers because I mean, they kind of need, need defense, defense and stuff, but definitely I kind of see him being with the Clippers because I mean, they kind of need offense because I mean, they kind of lack in like big men scoring. Cause like, stretch, yeah. Like stretch fours, like basically. Yeah. They don't, they don't really have, really good stretch fours that can and make Kevin Love can get back to getting a lot of rebounds which when he was in Minnesota he was a really really good rebounder yeah he can be a really good rebounder alongside uh I mean I would probably wouldn't put him alongside Zubak unless you're playing a really big lineup that you need Love out there for some reason but yeah. Love at the five uh and most nights should be fine uh because I mean most times you're playing Hartenstein <laughs> if you're the Clippers and stuff. I mean, yeah. I think love is an upgrade from Hartenstein. So um, that'd be a really good thing for them if they can maybe get 
Kevin Love on a buyout and get him on a minimum contract or something. Because um, I don't know, but I think the Clippers should. Um, oh wait, I was literally just about to say I think the Clippers should trade Eric Bledsoe, but he just got they traded. Did. Yeah, yeah they got. Yeah, yeah. So the Clippers just got uh, Robert Covington and Norman Powell. Hey, and the Clippers got better, bro. It's, it's a shame that they're not going to have Kawhi and PG come back. Because, like, if they came right. back, they'd be set. No, yeah. I mean, the thing is, is, like, Kawhi Leonard's Kawhi Leonard. I mean, I don't think he's better than LeBron or KD, but he's in that, you know, Kawhi's right there when he's healthy. He's right there. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. He's not far off is what I'm saying. And you got Paul George. I'm I'm not high on him, and I'm not low on him. I, I'm just, like, in the middle with him. I'm just, like – And PG, he, he finally had a really good playoffs last year. And, like, it's just a he, shame because he's he about PG, Kawhi, right. Norman Powell, Covington, Reggie Jackson, you know, Terrence Mann. You know, Coffee's been coming on a little bit. Canard's been playing really well as of late. Like, that's a really solid group. And, like, they, they were two games away from the NBA Finals last year oh, without yeah, Powell, without sure. Covington, and without Kawhi, you know, in that conference final. So, it, it, it's tough if you're, you know, for all the Clippers fans out there, it's really tough because I think on paper, this team looks has a lot and a lot of wing depth right now. And they, they I think they're sure. really scary in the playoffs. But I don't think they're going to get PG or Kawhi. Uh, if you know if they make the playoffs, which is a shame. Yeah, we've heard reports Kawhi Leonard might come back. We've heard reports Paul George might come back. But in all honesty, I would kind of just like a lost season for the Clippers, and that's not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing. If anything, I kind of wish they kind of just slid a little bit more down the standings, only just to get a better draft pick, because that's all you could wish for at that point. I don't and even know if they're gonna have any. I don't even know if they even get their picks. They've given up a ton exactly. of their future for. So, oh yeah, well they traded all those picks away to um to OKC get... for PG, mm-hmm. but I mean, you know, hey, uh, it's Clippers need to kind of amp it up next season because uh that's no, next season has to I be think, the year because that might be the last I think, year that I they think have next both season, those guys next season yeah yeah next season is going to be clippers um and they're going to need to kind of show us kind of why you signed Kawhi Leonard and Paul George because as of right now um, I agree it's kind of looking like Kawhi Leonard might uh head out somewhere kind of looks yeah. like you never know. With someone him. might looks like someone might be heading out if uh, next season might be kind of a lost one too. So yeah, we'll I don't know. both be coming back healthy, and I think yeah, like you said, I think that's really going to be like a championship or bust season because of all the guys we mentioned. But let's let's backtrack to the Hornets real quick. You know, we talked about them needing a center. Um, I have someone in mind that I think would be perfect for them that fits their timeline. He's athletic. He can shoot the three. He's a great rim protector. Miles mm-hmm. Turner, who has been on the trade block for like perfect. three seasons now. I think he'd be yeah, perfect with so, the Hornets team, who we really like. I'm really high on LaMelo, like you said. I so think LaMelo Turner is – yeah, so go ahead. Miles Turner, we can think about Miles Turner, and let's think about maybe another um, 
or Sabonis, one of the Indiana guys should be on the Hornets. So, no, no, of course. I kind of more so agree with Miles Turner right now because you can actually maybe buy low for him right now because he's injured right now. Mm -hmm. Uh, Maybe kind of get Pacers to kind of sell low on him. Maybe get like trade like Oubre and like PJ Washington or maybe like, yeah. Ubre and PJ Washington for like Turner yeah. and maybe just that honestly. And maybe you know maybe the Hornets maybe Turner. throwing a pick or two, but I think PJ Washington's like a you know an exciting you know young player. He he's you know showed promise these last couple of years. Um, you know, for sure. Stretch four, well, high flying. Um, you know, stretch four, stretch five. Exactly. I think I think if I'm the Pacers, I really just want young players. I think they should really be, you know, the Pacers and Blazers are in really similar situations where they have, you know, they have talented players. They have a lot of assets. It's just, yeah. I think they should just go for the rebuild because they don't, they don't really have an agenda. They don't really have kind no, of a Yeah, they right don't now. have an agenda. That's the perfect way to put it. They don't have an agenda. They don't really know where to go. And you kind of just need to blow it up because it's hasn't worked even though you've stayed afloat <laughs> you know i don't know how they've been staying afloat the pacers the trailblazers they're two decent franchises like they're not bad franchises it's just no they've always been solid they've they're always like there's just you know, solid decent. you know you don't want just solid so i think the pacers need to blow it up and kind of get some assets back so they can kind of get back to the old pacer days and you know maybe get a another Paul George-esque player, you know, through the draft or something. Because, I mean, they're getting some assets if they're going to be trading away some of these players like Brogdon, even though he's kind of been struggling with some Achilles injuries. Well, uh, they can't trade Brogdon just yet. I think they can trade him next year. But, yeah, I mean, no, Brogdon yeah, yeah, in the yeah, future, yeah. you know, Sabonis, Turner, those are two guys that I think a lot of teams really want. Um, yeah, they, they definitely have some assets for sure. I mean, TJ Warren, we kind of forgot about him. Oh, but he's yeah. Someone that, you know, TJ Warren more. might even get traded too because, I mean, he kind of like Levert, a Tobias Harris. A, a lot of teams would really like Lavert. He just dropped a 40-piece the other night. Like, Oh, yeah. So. I mean, Lavert is good too. I mean, the thing is, is like with Lavert, he, in my opinion, can be only at most like a third option. Exactly, uh, but that, that's the thing. If you're making a move and you're getting him as your third or fourth option, I think you so really like, like that as someone that can just you know get buckets and that's no, it. Of course, but like the only teams that need like a third option are like the Lakers, the Lakers, sadly the Nets, Mavericks. That just trade. Oh, Mavericks need a third option. We'll get to the Ma- We're gonna say the Mavericks for the end because you're a big Mavericks hey. fan. Hey, yeah. hey, I, I like that one, bro. Yeah. Well, before I we like, get to them, let's 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 get to the Grizzlies. You know, the, I, I didn't think the, about that. Uh, the darling of the NBA, the Grizzlies, and you know we talked oh, about yeah. this earlier. But you know, the Grizzlies oh, yeah. are they're they're in a prime position right now. They are third in the Western Conference. You know, six and a half games back of the Suns. They are you know the top three. You know, Suns, Warriors, Grizzlies are all playing fantastic this year, and. I think we can both agree that, you know, if they don't make a trade, I think they, you know, they're really like an injury or two away from, you know, even, you know, making like a sneaky finals run. I think we think they're that good and that talented, but 
you know, do you yeah. make a trade to get like another like all-star caliber player to pair with, you know, Jaw and Triple J and Brooks and mm-hmm. Bane and whatnot? Or do you or do you not mess up your chemistry right now and keep all your guys because one the thing they have going for them is they are the wow. deepest team in the league. They have so much depth. They have, you know, guys off the bench that, you know, play like starters on other teams. You know, their depth is no, insane. Yeah. And, is- and do you mess that up or do you go after a Sabonis, like a Jalen Brown, you, you go after someone yeah. like that solidified championship status. What, what do you think they should do? So I feel torn on the statement or because I want to say it, but I don't. But I'm not saying their play styles, like the way these two teams play are the same because they don't play the same whatsoever. What um I'm kind of like piggybacking piggyback riding off of that point you just said you know some players are just playing like starters on like on other teams right like that could be starters on other teams right now on the Grizzlies like Bane you know people hey, like stars, Melton Melton stepping up, you know. Melton's solid, bro. I Melton like Melton. stepping up, you know. Brooks, you know, he's been kind of on and off the court, but when he's been on the court, he's been there. Triple J, Tyus man. Jones I mean, is a, a really good Tyus backup Jones, point guard. bro, exactly, bro. Really good backup point guard. So, I'm – they kind of play like – like the – I'm this is not – saying like they're the same team they don't play like at all but i'm just saying like they kind of play like the warriors in the sense of like they rally around each other and like with like camaraderie and like their chemistry like, is off gonna, the charts their chemistry is just like crazy like there's just like we're gonna win this no matter like, if we're down we're gonna win this like we're gonna win 11 straight we're gonna win you know however many straight you know we're gonna keep going because they're a young hungry team and yep. so, I with that being said, I actually think they don't make a trade because their chemistry. And I think that yep. I think the same with the Warriors. I don't think the Warriors are going to make a trade either. I think the Warriors are just going to stay put where they're at yep. because originally I thought they were going to trade Williams, but now I think they're going to keep him because now I realize that's the piece that they were missing, other than a center you know that wiseman could possibly fill you know whatever that's a big what if we're really we're Wiggy, really kind of waiting exactly, on wiseman. exactly but andrew wiggins is like a souped up iggy bro like more offensively iggy, skilled yeah exactly bro more offensively skilled iggy maybe not so much good maybe not the same on defense but yeah, because Iggy was better. like is one of like he really is like one of the greatest like at his at his peak like a, one of the best like perimeter oh, defenders. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. I I won't. But I get what you're that. saying. But Wiggins, for I think sure. I think Wiggins does a lot more to be honest on offense than you know like a prime you know like like an Iggy would you know when he was you know kind of in his on prime Warriors days. I, yeah. I agree 100. I think Wiggins is I think Wiggins is too important of a, a piece to be honest. I, I would keep Wiggins too. I, I've been so amazed with you know obviously you know we talked about it off camera 
camera. Wiggins starting in the All-Star game is a little boring, but that doesn't mean he doesn't deserve to be an All-Star because, you know, there's exactly. been so many moments this year where he's, like, really, like, carried our offense, you know. You know, when right. Curry right. – and Curry's been cold, you know, a decent part of the year. Curry's been in a real slump this year. And who yeah. steps up? You know, Poole steps up and Wiggins cool. steps on up on offense where Wiggins will drop, like, 15, you know, 20 points in a quarter and really just, like, I've, backpack I've, us yeah. through that. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, Wiggins can do that, but the thing that's awesome with him is that he can also guard the best small forward on the opposing team. That's, yep. that's what Iggy would do. And that's what now Andrew Wiggins can do. And that's mm-hmm. why I kind of really see him being a really crucial part to the Warriors, not only offense, but hundred percent. Well, yeah, I, I agree. I think the Warriors and Grizzlies, I think their, their chemistry and their depth is too, I think those two factors are way too important to, you know, because there's risk. If you go out and trade, you know, a good portion of your depth and potentially, you know, lose a little bit of that chemistry to get a player that might be, you know, might be a little bit better than all those guys or whatever. I think there's more risk in that where, you know, that player might not fit in and might, you know, it might ruin the chemistry a little bit, you know, and you might, and then you won't have as much depth. There is a lot more risk in that than just, you know, staying with what you have, which is great depth. Great chemistry. I agree. I think the Grizzlies this year, they're so young, and I think they've really overachieved already. Whatever yeah. they do in the playoffs is a plus. You know, you know, you know, second round, third round, final, whatever, you know, as long as they get oh, past yeah, the first round, sure. it's a dub for me. Oh, yeah. You know, this is kind of like sure. the gravy on top. But next year is when really I would maybe consider because now next year they're gonna come in yeah. as be being one of the one of the big dogs because everyone's gonna come in next year being like, yo, like right we all know this team's legit now. Now we're expecting more from them. Then maybe next year, let's see. Maybe next year, let's see how Jalen Brown's doing with the Celtics. Maybe next year, we'll right. see you know, if a guy right. like a Sabonis or maybe there's going to be another all-star caliber player that wants to leave. Then then we'll right. see about that maybe next year. But I agree with you. Right. This year, keep it house money and whatever happens, happens. It's same with the Warriors. I think you just got to keep what you have this year. Same with the and then Warriors. next year, yeah. you know, we'll, we'll see about, you know, bringing in another all-star caliber player because both teams and honestly, have the assets that, to that do could that. Be the same, that could be the same scenario with the Warriors too, depending on how Wiseman pans out, how everything pans out. I mean, do you, like, let's say with the Warriors, like, let's say Wiseman is terrible, like, you now package like Wiseman and Wiggins? I think you probably center? know. Yeah. Or like, Maybe or not like, Wiggins. I or think like I, Wiseman, I, Wiseman, Poole, and, and like, like Moody. Yeah, or Moody. Or like Kaminga? Like I don't want to give up Kaminga. I, uh, I love Kaminga. Like Kaminga, <laughs> like besides Curry and Clay, like – to be honest, like Kaminga's been my favorite warrior this season. Just seeing this like nineteen-year-old yeah, yeah. athletic freak, like just watching him like fi- like figure out how to play winning basketball and like develop just just over the like this half season alone has been yeah. so fun. I think he is too like he's too frisky and too enticing as a player to let go just yet. I I think Kaminga oh, yeah. could be a fucking beast like he is so he has a crazy dunk like every game you know he plays great defense already which is really rare for a rookie you know his jump shots getting better his free throws he's just like he's like a flower that's just growing like way faster than I could even ever imagine like I I can't give up on Kaminga I love Kaminga bro Uh, I can't give up on him just yet 
Dude, um, yeah. Um, Kaminga is great, dude. Kaminga is dope. Kaminga, he, he's been a nice flower to watch blossom so far. Exactly. <laughs> With a team that, you know, like, is, you know, kind of grooming him for the future, but it can contribute right now. Um, so yeah, it's crazy. for sure. But let's get to uh, our, la- our last topic, uh, NBA-wise. Your team, you're a Dallas Mavericks fan. Um, they've been playing really good basketball the last you know, month or so. They've finally been playing hey, some good defense. Job, they haven't been doing that since Luke has been there. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, the Mavs. The Mavs are right there, too. I mean, they're, you know, currently at the fifth seed. Um, you know, two games back oh, yeah. in the Jazz for the fourth seed, you know, potentially get home court. Um you know, the Mavs are in a frisky situation. You know, they have, you know, there's rumors about Brunson. There's rumors about, you know, KP because he's been playing a lot better. You know, as a Mavericks fan, as our as our Mavericks analysts on the Coast to Coast podcast, what do you think <laughs> – what do you think they should do? What do you want them to do at the deadline? Oh, man. Oh, man. So, the Mavericks, obviously, Luka Doncic is just Luka Doncic. He does whatever he needs when his name is called upon and that's what I love about him. He's only going to continue to get better. He's averaging career lows, but they're freaking 25, eight, eight. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Come on. You're telling me that's crap. No, that's, those are some pretty awesome career. People would kill for that. Yeah. Those are like career numbers for a lot of fools. Yeah. Yeah. But um, to the team though, we struggle a lot offensively in a sense of creating not only just good shots, but just good plays. We don't even like make plays. We just do a lot of isolation. Yeah. Even when he's in the game, he just a lot of isolation. Even when he's out of the game, there's just too much pressure on Brunson to just create everything for the offense and he can't do what Luca can do to a hundred percent, but he can do it. But one thing I do love about the map season though, is that we've tried when it's counted so far. And what I mean by that, you play up and down to your competition, depending on who it is up and down to our competition, which isn't the best, but it isn't worse. But mm-hmm. I think the Mavs need to kind of move in the direction of kind of trading some of their pieces that they've developed into um, winning tangible assets for now. And I think you can maybe start trying to – this is really controversial for me because this is my second favorite player on the Mavs. And, you know, this may surprise a lot of people, but I think the second best player on the Mavs is Jalen Brunson, bro. Yep. That guy I agree. Is, I, I 100% agree. He, he never makes a mistake. He always passes the ball at the right time. He always shoots the ball at the right time. He's always just putting people in the right position. He's always just being the – magician that he is he's just he's a high iq point guard oh yeah he's really super high iq but the thing about the Mavs is that we need to kind of maybe sell high on him right now because he can definitely be a starting point guard and definitely put other teams in position to win so that being said i mean i think we should maybe start thinking of maybe like a jalen brunson um tim hardaway jr and maybe like a josh green and maybe maybe Josh Green or Powell 
Josh yeah, Green or, or Kleber, one of those two big guys. Yeah, yeah, one of those two big guys for a little trade package to maybe bring who, who in. Who would you want? What kind of yeah? What kind of player maybe would you want back? We don't. We don't even necessarily need a Bradley Beal or you know James Harden or you know the big home run Simmons deals. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. You know I like that Karis Levert you know thing you're kind of saying, but honestly that wouldn't be too bad of a trade. I really like that because that takes a lot of offensive pressure off him, off Luca. That's what I mean by him. And also mm-hmm. maybe a little bit of playmaking. He's not the best playmaker, but definitely can play make and um, can put our team in a position to kind of perform better on the offensive end. But also I kind of maybe like a Tobias Harris trade. We can mm-hmm. maybe get a Tobias Harris into the in a Mavs uniform. That would be great if we could uh, get uh, yeah, like a Tobias Harris like type player. I, I personally, my ideal pairing for Luca, like, because I think Luca, we both agree, is like a generational talent, and I think he needs mm-hmm. to be like he, he. We're waiting on you know. We thought uh, Porzingis was going to be like his you know his his sidekick, you know his one two duo like that was going to you know potentially you know get to the promised land. It's not going to yeah. be him. Someone I want to see you know, that I think would fit perfectly with Luca, you know, to kind of be like that one-two punch of, of the future, like a Tatum or a Brown, like a, 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 a massive, you know, wing, you know, player like that. I, I want to see like a, someone like that be paired with Luka. Yeah. I think it's a shame that Brunson, you know, Brunson, you know, Luca has the ball so much that, you know, it kind of, you know, Brunson's so good with the ball that you're not really able to maximize he's his potential outside. when you he's play with Luca. Sure. And Brunson's too over, he's too uh, overqualified to come off the bench. So it's tough when they play together because it's like, yeah, you want him as a secondary playmaker, but it's also like then Luca, Luca doesn't really do much off the ball. So it, it's tough. And it's sad that they can't work together, but I think their exactly. skill sets are best, you know, separated. No, yeah, and you know, I mean, I love Brunson. If you're hearing this, Brunson, I love you, man. <laughs> but uh, you know, I bet, the, I bet he's hearing Mavs, this. I bet he's watching the live the stream. Right now. <laughs> but um, man, the Mavs definitely need to shake up the roster because you know, like you said, we're chilling in the fifth seed, thirty and twenty-three right now. Um, I definitely would like to make a push for the four seed for sure. We need to get home court advantage. We kind of need um, a little second half season spark, which I think we're going to get. We're going to be winning a lot of close games, I feel like, because we have Luka Doncic. That's the thing with the Mavs that a lot of people, a a lot of teams don't have. Sorry. They don't have closers. Luka is a closer. He, he, he He will close it for you, man. So as long as we got a closer, and as long as he kind of got the crew around him, I hope um, we can pull it off. But, I mean, we definitely have to shake up the roster to be able to make a push for home court advantage because that's going to be our best bet right there. Home court advantage going up against maybe a, a dwindling jazz team, you know, in the first round. That would be pretty nice. Going up against a 4-5 jazz team, that would be pretty nice. So it would be a little tough going up against Donovan Mitchell. 
You know, they're a little gritty on the defensive yeah, but end. Luca, but um, Luca would pull Gobert it's out. A better, it's a better matchup than playing, like, honestly. The Clippers. Think, you like, guys got unlucky the playing the Clippers the last couple years. The Lakers, or let's say the Blazers kind of just make a ruckus in the play-in and just go uh, in the, you know, happen. like. You, I hate to break you, it to you, dog. That's not going to happen. No, I can. Okay, <laughs> well, let's take, let's put, like, uh, let's pick a different example. Like, uh I mean, even like the Nuggets. I mean, I still wouldn't really want to see the Nuggets just because Jokic. No, no, the Nuggets, and honestly, let's say even the Jazz slide down, bro. Like the Jazz could definitely slide down, and you know the Jazz and Nuggets could bump up, and Dallas and Memphis can be stuck at four and five. You know yeah. that would be terrible. Yeah. Going up against Jammer, just a hot young team, bro, because. If the Mavs went up against the Grizzlies, the Grizzlies. Bro, if, the, if the Mavs went up the Grizzlies, I know we beat them. When, I know we beat them when they're on their like eleven game win streak or whatever. But dude, man, that team does not let up. That team nope. does not let up, bro. They I would pick them hundred percent against you guys. They go against. They go until the buzzer sounds, man. That's what makes them such a good team. But I mean, it's a little tough in the Mavs and unless we make a trade I don't see us going for the playoffs uh I I see you guys as like a first or second round team but I I do see us advancing past the first round this year though only because um we've just had too many close bounce outs in the first round man like come on like the two bounce outs with the Clippers have just been devastating (laughs) devastating devastating and yeah. uh, I don't know. The Mavs can pull it off for sure. Yeah. Okay. Well, that concludes our NBA t- uh, NBA talk. Real quick before we leave, um, just a quick little Super Bowl prediction. What? How are you feeling about this year's Super Bowl? What do you think? Oh happen? yeah. I'm sorry, bro. I know a lot of people are really high on Joey Biscuit, but. Yeah. <laughs> Same. I'm I'm going the Rams just because yo know, yeah Rams, no no Rams. shame to Joe. I loved Joe Burrow too, um, but I think that Joe defensive Burrow's line of the Rams is too now, good. Dude. That's a hot take, bro. Joe Burrow is a top five quarterback in the league, bro. I I could agree. I think he's playing that way right now, man. He he's legit, but. That offensive line is not legit. I think the Rams' defensive <laughs> yeah, line is going to tear them up. Legit. And I would pick hey, like hey, Von Miller, hey. Donald, or Leonard Floyd to win Super Bowl MVP. I was just about to say Aaron Donald. I'm, I'm putting money on Donald Super Bowl MVP. Yeah, yeah. For sure, bro. Because, dude, or, he is going to get like, or eight like you said, Or like you said, the sneaky one could be uh, Vaughn Miller because he's already – Or Leonard Floyd. One of those three. I would pick one of those three to win the Super Bowl because that O-line ain't doing nothing with those boys. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, dude. I'm picking the Rams for that reason. I think the Bengals' offensive line, they've held up for – they've done – you know, Uh well, they haven't really done that great of a job, but they've survived up until now. But this Rams' Z-line is – like low-key like generational bro dude it's nasty bro dude the ramsey one nasty bro and they got ramsey and dude they just got everyone bro they just (laughs) hey ramsey versus chase is gonna be crazy dude and they gotta get weddle his ring bro he came out of retirement for this bro yeah, he was sitting on the couch. They he pull, they pulled him off the couch to come play the Super Bowl. Weddle, Weddle has to get the ring, bro. You know, you know. 
That's hilarious. I'm glad we're on the same page. We're putting money down on Donald MVP. Yeah, I'm with that. I'm with that. I'm with like that. that. Um, all right. Well, that's going to do it for this uh, episode of the on-air edition of the Coast to Coast podcast. Yes, Thank sir. you so much for coming on. I'm glad we finally got Dude, this. You can come on whenever you on, want. Man. Talk hoops. Of course, bro. Of course. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me on, bro. Like I said, man, y'all are doing some good stuff, bro. I love hearing y'all's podcast and everything. And it was just super sick to be able to hop on and talk some hoops. A little brief, little segment of football. But, yeah, I love it, bro. Yeah, again, thank you for, thank you for being on. And, yeah, without further ado, that will conclude this episode. Peace.